The legal views and content expressed on the following program are provided solely for informational and entertainment purposes. They do not constitute or contain legal advice. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the show. You are listening to the Break the Business Podcast. I'm Ryan Carella, and it is a pleasure to have you here this week. I am far from the main studio this week. You can probably tell, wow, Ryan sounds a little different. Well, I'm not in the main studio. I'm not in Miami. I'm actually on the West Coast in Anaheim, California at the National Association of Music Merchandisers Conference. Um, I'm actually in my hotel room right now. I'm recording this on my travel mic, um, getting ready for uh, going out to do some sessions today and you know see some of the great exhibition stuff that they have over at NAMM. But before I do that, I wanted to record this podcast episode for you. It's going to be a short episode this week. I'm away from my main studio. I'm away from my co-host, Dave. And I wanted to get something out to you guys to make sure I keep in touch with you. And then we'll go back to our regularly scheduled podcast programming next week. Uh, But just because it's a short episode doesn't mean we don't have great stuff. We do have great stuff. Uh, Definitely keep listening. And a quick message to those of you who are joining this podcast for the first time. If you found out about this show because uh, you met me at the NAM conference or you found out about this podcast from the NAM conference and you downloaded this episode and this is your first taste of the podcast, you should know that this is what, what you're listening to now is not indicative of the show as a whole. And you should check out the other episodes too. Normally, uh, the podcasts are about an hour long. Uh, it's me and my co-host Dave. We're both entertainment lawyers. Uh, we talk about the music industry. We talk about independent music. We talk about indie artists and helping them move their careers forward. That's the main focus of this podcast. It's uh, basically picking up on the idea of the Break the Business book that I wrote, which is all about helping independent artists move their careers forward, achieve the success they deserve with their art, but doing so in such a way that keeps them in the center of the industry, keeps them having the power, not giving that power to some big content company like a producer or a label. The artist gets to be in control. That's what the show is all about. And you should also know that the show doesn't, you know, we like to drift off too. Uh, we talk a lot about pop culture. We talk a lot about just things that make us laugh. We know that if all we do is just give you music and entertainment law advice, you're going to get really bored after a while. And so we throw some pop culture in there. So that's what, that's basically what the show is. And, um, if you like it, then I think you will. We've been doing this for about a year now. Uh, keep on downloading and uh, keep being a part of our community. If you really enjoy this stuff, it gets better, even better, if you sort of join the show's community. Keep in touch with us. You can rate the podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud and review it on those platforms. We're also on Google Play. Subscribe to the podcast so it gets right in your inbox every week. We hope that you do that. And most importantly, most importantly, keep in touch with us. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryan K-A-I-R. You can follow my co-host, who you'll meet next week, on Twitter at MetalDave85. And um, you can email the podcast at BreakTheBusiness at gmail.com. If you ask us questions, we'll answer them on the air. If you have you know, comments or criticism, that's where you send it to, BreakTheBusiness at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. The more that we hear from you guys, the better the show is. You guys... Make the show better with your input, and ultimately, we're in this to serve the listeners, and so we want your input to make this show as best as it can be. So after I finish this up, I'm going to be heading over to the NAM Convention Center for the last day of this conference, and I'm going to be doing a talk on negotiating a recording contract in 2017. So 
I'm excited for this. It's uh, probably the biggest talk I've given. I've given you know talks at smaller conventions, but this is a big one. This is Nam. There's thousands of people here, and uh, I am so excited to give this talk. It's going to be a little rebellious because if you've listened to this podcast before, you know I'm not big on record contracts. Uh, we're sort of skeptics of the record label model, and so I'm not about to change my message just because I'm in front of a big audience. So I'm going to tell them straight out. I don't think record contracts are great, and maybe you shouldn't be negotiating them in the first place. So we'll see how that works out for me. I might get tomatoes thrown at me or something, which uh, many of you might enjoy. Anyway, I'm stoked for that, (laughs) and um, I hope you guys enjoy this. But as I said before, it's a short episode. This week's episode is going to feature an interview, and this is coming up in the next segment, with Dave Kusek. I Love this guy. This guy is awesome. He's a music educator. He's the founder of New Artist Model, which is an online music business school. But this guy has been in the music education game for a long time. He was the founder of Berkeley College of Music's online school. That was one of the, Berkeley College is one of the leading innovators in the music education online space. And, you know, he's the guy that made all that happen. And he's going to talk to us about what his feelings are on music education, how you as an artist can learn more about the business and empower yourself with knowledge. And he's going to talk about whether he thinks it's worth it to get a music business degree or if there's other way to get that kind of education. He's going to talk about the mistakes that artists make in their music education course of study throughout their lives. Knowledge is power. It really is. And In this new music industry, we say it all the time, it has never been more possible for an artist to achieve great success on their own without having to give their earnings, without having to give their intellectual property, without having to give their livelihood to a record label, to a big management company, to some big content company that's just robbing you blind. But the way to do it is you got to be educated. You got to learn a lot about this industry. You have to read the blogs. You have to you know, do online courses, you have to listen to podcasts, you have to go to conferences, you have to network, you have to learn as much as you can. And luckily, there's so much knowledge out there that isn't going to cost you as much as it did 20 years ago, but you have to go out there and find it. Because that's the secret to the power, is you have to be informed. And so Dave Kuzak's going to talk about that and talk about some ways that you can get more informed to help move your career forward. So we're stoked about having him on in the next segment. That's coming up in just a bit. And for those of you who are listening, thank you for giving this podcast a chance. Uh, if you want to go back and listen, going, we have about a year and a half worth of episodes with some great guests. Uh, we have some great independent artists, some great uh, experts on crowdfunding and marketing and distribution. We've talked to all the top people Um, Pretty much anybody you can think of in the indie music world, either on the artist side or on the artist support side, we've probably talked to them on this podcast. So we got a great catalog for you to dive into and really enjoy this podcast. And we like to make you laugh, too. Some great pop culture bits. And uh, you're going to love Dave. Dave's the coast. You're going to adore this guy. He does great impressions. He doesn't take himself too seriously. And he's going to give you a lot to love. So... That's what that's that's what we're about here at the Break the Business Podcast, and we hope you enjoy it, and uh, we hope to keep uh, having you download for for the coming weeks and for years to come. All right, Dave Kusek, he's so great, and he's coming up next on the Break the Business Podcast. 
Ryan here from the podcast. Shameless plug time, my new book, Break the Business, Declaring Your Independence and Achieving True Success in the Music Industry is now available in paperback and an ebook. The book talks about how you can be your own boss in your music career and take control of your content creation, promotion, distribution, and fundraising. Get your copy on Amazon by searching Break the Business. It's a nice read for musicians and the people who love them. That's Break the Business, Declaring Your Independence and Achieving True Success in the Music Industry. Thanks very much for your support. Welcome back to the Break the Business Podcast. He is an author, music educator, and founder of New Artist Model, an online music business school that currently boasts over 2,000 members in 68 countries. You can check out New Artist Model and get a copy of his latest book, Hack the Music Business, by visiting newartistmodel.com. Ladies and gentlemen, Dave Kusick is on the Break the Business Podcast. Dave, great to have you. Thanks, Ryan. Uh, nice to be here. Oh, glad to hear it. So that bio almost doesn't even do you justice because what I should be saying is that you are one of the major influencers on the music education of independent artists. You've been in the game for a long time. You're a music business teacher. You founded Berkeley College of Music's online school, and now you're running your latest program, New Artist Model, which you've been doing for the last couple of years. Can you walk the listeners through some of your career highlights in the music education field that have brought you to where you are today? Sure. Well, thanks for <laughs> thanks for asking. Um, I don't, you know, I don't think of it as music education so much as uh, trying to make high level music making more accessible to people. That's more or less the thread that uh, has run throughout my my career and. You know, I started uh, with an early synthesizer company when when uh, synthesizers first, you know, became popular. Uh, we made electronic drums. Uh, then I started a software company in the early '80s called Passport, and Passport was really the very first music software company. And we began to make uh, recording software, music notation software, where you could play and then print out. The notation, some early sound design software, and it was really all about trying to harness the power of the pers personal computer and make music making more accessible to people. And we we sold just tons of that software. And I got involved in MIDI and creating MIDI with a bunch of friends of mine. And again, that was about how can we connect instruments together? How could we put a computer in the middle? Uh, uh, between two instruments and record and play back what was happening. Uh, and again, it was trying to take what was available at that time in you know, really, really high-end studios and make it available to somebody at home on their, on their desktop, on their personal computer. Uh, you know, I wrote a book, co-wrote a book called The Future of Music in... Uh, I think it was around 95, we were really looking at what was happening in the business and how the, the label model looked like it was going to be collapsing. Uh, we couldn't really see streaming clearly, but we knew it was coming. Uh, and again, that was really trying to help people figure out what the, what the transformation was going to be and how they could take advantage of it. Uh, then I got involved, as you said, at Berkeley College of Music and had a really fun time there. Uh, I can imagine. <laughs> take, taking the college online. Yeah, I mean, it, 
when when I got there, they had a you know basic website, and the you could you could clearly see that this digital revolution was coming, and it was like, okay, guys, we gotta we gotta take this college online and prepare for the future, and that was uh, that was early in ter- in terms of trying to create online courses that could teach music. Uh, you know, the bandwidth wasn't what we have today. The screen resolution wasn't what we have today. There was no iPhone, no YouTube, no Facebook, none of that. Uh, and so we we were early and we built a really, really great business and expanded Berkeley's footprint all around the world. And I, you know, I had a very good time working there, a lot of great people. Uh, and I took a break after a while and I thought, you know, I, I'd like to start over with an online music business school and an online music school using all the great technology that we have now. And I'd like to do it uh, more uh, based on the ground and, again, more accessible for people. Berkeley is a great place, but it's very expensive. And so it's uh, very limited to the kind of people and the number of people that can actually attend, either online or, or in person. So new artist model really sprang from that uh, experience and wanting to create uh, an online music school that was very fresh, very much on the ground, very affordable, uh, and something that people could could jump into while they're working, while they're recording, while they're touring, while they're trying to figure out their careers, and have you know have this resource right at their fingertips. So let's stick with new artist model here. Uh, tell us a bit about this platform. What can listeners find on it? Because you got a lot of cool courses on there, a lot of great content. Well, thank you. Um, it's really all about trying to help people pursue their passion and turn that into a career. And we have business courses. We have marketing courses. Uh, we get into licensing and publishing. We get into merchandising and how to create uh, multiple tiers of merchandise so that you can, uh, you know, that's one of the best channels to monetize. We look at other revenue streams because a lot of people, you know, are very narrow in their thinking about revenue. Uh, We look at crowdfunding. We look at strategy. How are you going to pursue your dream? What is your dream, first of all? And then how are you going to get there? And how are you going to know when you're there, what success look like uh, for you. So we do all of that. We do marketing, we do social media marketing. Uh, and I'm working right now, we're almost ready. Another couple of weeks, we're going to release a uh, music theory course that we've been working on for a couple of years called Hit Music Theory, trying to help people with their craft by studying hit music how can you learn music theory by studying hits and then apply that to your own to your own music making and oh, songwriting? I got to audit that course. That sounds really <laughs> fun. I wish I could have taken that in undergrad instead of, you know, just listening to a bunch of baroque music in the music theory course I had to take. I mean, nothing against baroque music, but it sounds like your class is more fun. <laughs> well, it, it that is the the main limitation that people have with theory is, you know, it's it's archaic and not that practical. So we've taken a completely different approach to trying to open it up. Because one of the things that I see with musicians, and you probably see this yourself, but you know, a lot of people come to me wanting help with their career. I've worked with literally tens of thousands of musicians. And when I look across the spectrum, 
the people that are really successful are the ones that their music is just awesome. And if you're not, it's a cliche in a way, but if, if your music is not great, you almost don't have a prayer of having any sort of successful career. It really does come down to that. So I've, I've observed that and, you know, I'm trying to now bridge sort of the, the art of music and the business of music and, and combine them together because it's so critical that your music really stands out. If you, you know, if you want to have a career, it's really, really critical. So I want to take a step back here and get back to something that you were sort of implying about this idea of a traditional music business degree, like what Berkeley offers versus your program, something that's, uh, you know, much more accessible, much cheaper. And I want to ask you this because this is something that artists ask me a lot, which is, do you think there is still value to getting a traditional music business degree? Because I know a lot of artists might be considering that. Um, or do you think indie artists are better off getting their music industry education from other sources and studying something completely different in college? Uh, well, that's, I'm not sure that that choice is the right question. It's not necessarily, do you study something else? Uh, I think a music business degree might make your parents happy, but it's not going to really prepare you for the real world of what the music business is, is like today. And so I don't think a degree is important if you want to pursue a career in music. I think uh, practical experience uh, is, is more important and learning uh, exactly what's going on today, all the digital options that we have, all the, you know, kind of do-it-yourself or direct-to-fan options that we have, that's more important than kind of the theory or the history of the music business that you would get in a traditional degree. But I don't really recommend that if people want to pursue a music career that they study something else. Instead, I, you know, I often say you can take that 120 grand and, and spend it on a music degree, or you could uh, take that and buy a house, <laughs> learn music the hard way, uh, or take 10 grand and invest it in your career and your the marketing of your music and your tour and save the rest of the money later for when you really know what you're doing and you need some resources. If you spend the money on a degree, it's not necessarily going to get you further along in a music career. I really think the practical education is, is much more important. Well, let me say this. I've, I've had a complaint I've had about some music business programs that I've seen, because I, I look at the curriculum for some of these degrees, and I feel like a lot of these music business programs, and you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, I feel like it would be a, the program they're offering would be a really good degree if you were getting it in 1997, because it's a it's it, it it's sort of stuck in that decade. It's a lot of classes about the structure of the old record companies and how to work for a record label, and there's not as much on marketing yourself and being an entrepreneur as a musician. And I feel like that 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 part of the program is sort of ignored. Um, do, do you think that there are some music business programs out there that are better at that um, than others? Uh, you know, I for the most part, I, I agree with you that it tends to be looking backward 
uh, as opposed to looking forward or kind of in the now. Mm -hmm. uh, I do think that that is sort of the the pattern of music degrees from most of the bigger schools, uh, unfortunately. Uh, I, you know, I, I think, I think Berkeley's online programs are, are good, but again, it's a lot of money and I'm not sure that you wouldn't be better off just getting out there and playing, touring, recording, networking with people, being an entrepreneur, as you're saying, uh, run your business as a startup, learn about marketing, learn about, uh, creating relationships with, with your audience and communicating with your audience, I think that that will serve you much better. So what's the area of music business knowledge that you, that you see tends to be the biggest blind spot for independent artists? You know, what's the area that you wish artists had stronger knowledge? Is it marketing? Is it, um, you know, running the back office type stuff? No, it's definitely marketing. Mm. I think there's a, uh, there's a stigma that, you know, in a sense, uh, artists feel like they're, they're selling out in a sense, if they focus too heavily on marketing that, uh, you know, it should be, it should be all about the music man, which as I said earlier, if the music's not there, you know, you don't have much of a chance, but if you're able to perform and record really great You've got to focus on marketing, and that is the that's the hole that you see, and that's the blind spot that people struggle with. Uh, and I see I see it over and over again. So what I mean, so why do you think it is just that you know artists just don't they think that their job is to be musicians and that marketing is too businessy? You know, wh wh where tends to be the disconnect there? Well, you know, I think marketing is is very difficult. Well, it's, that's true. Uh, it's hard to learn, and it's not something that you just kind of do uh, intuitively. You really need to learn how to present yourself, how to build your audience, how to communicate well, uh, how to collaborate with others, how to take advantage of uh, partnerships and opportunities, how to align yourself uh, with partners that can really help you in the marketplace. It's not something that, you know, you don't learn it in high school and Unless you study business and marketing in college, you don't learn it there either. So it's it's a challenge that they have to get over. They have to learn how to market, which is a lot of what we do in New Artist Model, is show you the uh, the secrets, if you will, to building an audience and nurturing relationships with people uh, and creating partnerships and understanding your strategy and uh, being patient with your marketing because it does take time and every, you know, everybody expects everything to just happen really, really quickly. And marketing is really about building relationships over a longer period of time and cultivating those and turning uh, some percentage of your, of your fans and your audience into the super fan and the buyer. And that, that takes time and that takes skill. And it all gets back to this idea of artists embracing their inner entrepreneur and this is something you've actually written about a lot on the new artist model blog. And so in this idea of, you know, bringing out the entrepreneur and musicians, let me give you a hypothetical. Let's say you have a, you encounter an artist who has all the talent in the world. You know, this, 
you know, that the, the, the music is there as, as you were alluding to earlier, but this person doesn't have any sense on how to manage themselves, market themselves, run their career like a business. What are some of the first pieces of advice you would give that artist to get themselves pointed in the right direction? Well, that's a great question. Uh, first and foremost, it's about understanding yourself and what you're trying to accomplish, what's going to make you happy, what do you like to do, what are you good at, uh, what does success look like for you. Uh, we have different personas that we look at, you know, performer, songwriter, produce, producer, those are three fundamental ones. Which category do you fit in? Uh, and what are you going to focus on? What do you like to do? That's, that's the starting point in, uh, in our main programs. And from that flows a certain clarity uh, and a vision, if you will, of where you're headed. And once you understand that, that's step one. Step two is working on how you can communicate that vision to others. Because in order to be successful, as you know, you've got to attract a team around yourself. The whole DIY thing is, is really a myth. I mean, you can start by yourself. That's sort of the default position. But if you're going to have any meaningful career, that DIY is not going to last very long. You, you need to attract a team. And so being able to communicate your vision where you're headed, what does success look like? Uh, what are the steps that you know you think you need to take to achieve your dream being able to communicate that and then build a team whether it's a manager as your first team member whether it's a marketing partner or somebody to sort of handle the tech side uh, really depends on sort of what is your goal what does success look like to you and that's where we start uh and yeah i mean it's great if you can encounter a musician that's really got the music together and then help them build the, the business around that, that uh, product or service that they have. Yeah. Um, so for people who want to keep the conversation going with you and want to find out more about your program, where can people find you on social media and where can people go to find out more about new artist model? Well, I'm Dave Kusek on Twitter. I'm Dave Kusek on Facebook. Uh, those are my two main channels. It's newartistmodel.com, uh, where you can see most of our programs. Uh, the music theory course I was talking about is called hitmusictheory.com. That'll be launching in a, a couple weeks. Uh, so those are those are my uh, my social channels. I'm so checking that theory course out. I'm not even kidding. Um, and before now, before we let you go. Because again, I you know I'm already looking forward to checking out this theory course. Do you have any final pieces of advice to share with the indie artist listeners out there to help them move their careers forward? I mean, you, you've only been a music educator for you know a few decades, so I'm guessing you don't. <laughs> uh, don't try and do it yourself for too long. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's important to start off uh, learning as much as you can about the business, uh, getting your hands dirty, so that you understand kind of the way things work, and more importantly, uh, so that you can carry yourself forward. And you'll know when somebody is, you know, is giving you a, a line of crap because you'll understand the business uh, because you've started kind of doing it yourself. But don't expect to do it by yourself that long 
figure out your vision, be able to inspire and motivate and communicate that to others so that you can begin to build a team, no matter how big it is, uh, because that's when you're going to really start to take off. And, you know, anybody that's in a band, I, this is this is something that I love to tell people for advice. You know, if you're in a band and you're carrying all the business and management tasks on your own shoulders and the other folks in the band aren't, you know, they're not contributing at all. They're not out trying to book gigs or trying to, you know, move the, the band forward. You're in the wrong band. <laughs> And, and really think about that, because if you're in a band, you know, that's your team. And so pick the teammates that can help you not only on the on the stage, but kind of in the in the business realm. Well, yeah, you got four or five people there. You, everybody's got to grab a shovel. Yeah, I mean, exactly right. Well, well, let me ask you this as a quick follow up. And I, I never ask the follow ups on that final question, but now I'm just curious. Um, so when you're assembling that team in the early stages and maybe you don't have the big dollars to go and pay for, you know, primo supporting cast, um, what does this team building look like? Is it just reaching out to the, the friends and family? Um, what, 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 what's kind of the approach you take in that early stage to build your team? Yeah, that's another great question. Uh, I, I believe that it comes down to, again, being able to inspire and motivate people around a vision that you can clearly articulate to people. If you know where you're headed, and again, you've got the music to back it up, uh, you will attract people. You know, if you get out there and you play gigs and, you know, people are on their feet and they're talking about your shows and they're telling their friends, people will come to you. And the industry folks that you're going to want to attract the the bookers and the managers and the promoters and you know the the other folks the labels publishers perhaps if you're headed in that direction they will find you if you're really great and you can articulate that vision of where you're headed so yeah you start with friends and family uh but more importantly is just work on your work on your shows you're an entertainer if you're if you're that performing artist you're an entertainer. And when you get on stage, use that opportunity to blow people away. Don't waste that opportunity. And if you're a songwriter or a producer, there's a different strategy for you. Okay. But a lot of folks are, you know, that performing musician, they want to get out on the road. They want to be that star, be the star. You're an entertainer. Go knock their socks off. That will get you where you want to go. Love it. That's Dave Kusak. Be sure to visit newartistmodel.com. Dave, it has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for being on the show. Hey, Ryan, thanks for having me and uh, take care. I love what you're doing. And that was the interview with Dave Kusak, everybody. Our thanks to him for joining us and my thanks to you for listening to the Break the Business podcast. We'll see you next week.